the world is changing. 51 years ago, the War of the Wilds came to a stalemate. The people of the Grainor Peninsula set all plant life ablaze to stop the stranglehold and built a mighty wall to keep the wilds at bay. All the while, they sat atop their monument, never truly knowing why this all began. A likeness of peace blanketed the blasted lands. One year ago, it all changed. An ancient god, once bound by old magic, found himself free and took his vengeance as his shackles were shattered. The mountainous city of Bulwark paid a grave price, but in the wake of this destruction comes the first glimpses of the possibility for true and honest peace. Our heroes venture from their familiar homeland into the fullness of what their world was before the war, a world they've touched but never truly seen. They find themselves caught between a land that has tried to end their lives hundreds of times over and a country they helped decimate. Under the canopy, they seek glory, truth, and salvation. The world is changing, and their hands will guide it. Hello, and welcome back to another path. My name is Chase, and I continue to be your GM. Today, we reunite with the former Ages 3 as they pick back up after their year in hiding. Thank you to our backers, Shogun, Carlin, and Kat for their support. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Another Path Season 2, where we have not solved any of our technical issues. <laughs> not at all. Oh, no. Guys. No, why that's not true. My audio that. was fixed, finally. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. one of our biggest problems, and we fixed that. All Season 1. That Yeah. My volume just kind of was cruising up and down. Figured that out. Trial and error. And we got Ryan. Actually, we have solved almost all of the problems because Brian also had the jet engine in the back. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, the jet engine is currently off because I'm recording too yeah. bad. Yeah. Because technology is pretty yep. neat sometimes. Yeah. And I just can't have my video on tonight for some dumb reason. Not sure why that is. I'm Ghost GM. This is very classic D&D where the DM used to sit behind a screen and never and saw do his it. face. Yeah, just never yeah. had a hood. It was crazy. I do appreciate that mm. Zoom still switches over to just your name when yeah. you start talking, which is right. helpful. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Campaign 2. Woo. Um, yes. What have you all been up to? It's been uh, six months at this point uh, since we've last <laughs> spoken. Um, although it might have been longer for Zach. I don't know how Minnesota time works. Is it different? We're at least three months behind you guys, mm-hmm. so it's, oh, um, okay. time's on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's uh, still winter here, but sucks. then again, it's Minnesota, so it's kind of always winter here. Um, I have yeah. personally uh, shed my my last set of skin, and I'm currently regrowing uh, my my new um, kind of exoskeleton. So yeah, you've got this thrilling. weird muscular visage yeah. at the moment. And There's it's a nice sheen coming in at. on the side that I've been trying to like polish in, so. That's you kind of like a Thank you. working for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're a skinless husk yeah. of a man, Griffin Coldheim. Thank you, Sakharov. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, speaking of winter, I do want to let you all know that my rituals for the endless summer continue to go unabated mm-hmm. and unanswered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will uh, continue to pour bottles of wine and scream for Dionysus to come and take us away. How's that working out? 
Is it working? Have you seen any change? I mean, the folks over at uh, the Beverage Center are real big fans <laughs> of me right now. And I finally have developed a taste oh, for nice. reds. So See, that's where I, we are. I'm, I'm white, baby. We, we know. know white. <laughs> we all are. Oh, get out of here. Ba-da-ba-ba-da. No. Ba-da-ba-ba-da. I think the... I think there's Lots one very important D&D thing we need to talk about, and that mm-hmm. is the incredible joy that is Stephen Colbert playing D&D with Matthew Mercer. Oh, he was so cute. <laughs> yeah, God. he was real cute. Old... Like, I need to watch the rest of it. I caught the beginning of it, like, mostly where they just went back and forth ping-ponging about their, their mm-hmm. nerd cred. Mm-hmm. And it was he wonderful. showed up with the ogre gargoyle thing. Yeah, that from Lord of the Rings. Real... Yeah, he brought his own cave troll. <laughs> so, do we want to actually introduce ourselves to any new would-be listeners? Yeah, hi, Robs. hi, oh yeah, oh, hi, yeah, internet. My name's probably... Zach Rob. Okay, no, that's stop, not true. Stop. stop. <laughs> what? No. Everything about Chase, that's wrong. Would you, would you would you mind kicking that off for us? Yes. Hi. Hi, I'm Chase Greenlee. I'm going to be your dungeon master for this game and two games in perpetuity. I play all the guys that uh, aren't these folk, unless we have yeah, a guest yeah, on, yeah. maybe. It's been a while. We gotta get a new guest on. So. I'll go, I suppose, and following the same order as OG Episode 1. Hi, my name is Griffin Coldiron. I'm playing Mordecai Sabulwark, a shifter barbarian druid. If you didn't go listen to our recap episode, and this is your first time listening to Another Path, Go back one, listen to the recap episode, and you know everything you need to know now. And you know what? Even if you did listen to campaign one, the recap was really good. It's a tight recap. It was. It's it's really good, and there's stuff in there that I'd certainly forgot about. (laughs) It's been two years, y'all. Yeah. Who's next? Oh, man. If we're going off of that first episode, it would be Ryan. Is it me? Okay. Hi, Internet. I'm Ryan Albrecht. I play Captain Jackson Silver. I was a human. Now I'm not. Now I have pointy ears and I don't sleep. (laughs) D&D is real cool. Yep. I also uh, have a real good swishy cape. It's a good cape. I thought we were actually doing, like, character background stuff. (laughs) What else do you need to know? You're a fighter. Uh, yeah, I'm a fighter cleric. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Fighter cleric. I often forget the cleric part, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the cleric part's newer. The cleric it's part's fair. newer. Yeah, I'm a fighter cleric. It's the newest uh, multi-class of the gaggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zach Robb? Uh, hi, everyone. I am Zach Robb. I play Zephyr Shenestilia, yeah, formerly Zephyr Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I am a bard lock, a warlord. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! Oh, I I do warlord. Bad combination of syllables. Level nine, six levels warlock, three level bard, baby. Used to, one part mage smuggler, one part a uh, thespian, and um, Could you all parts a lovable doof. Thespian, thespian. Yes, yaspian. All right, we haven't missed a beat. So we're all a bunch of theater nerds, if you all didn't know that, so buckle down for more of that nonsense. We're all trained, we promise. Awesome. Um, do character level stuff real quick? Da-da-da-da. Let's knock that out. Oh, yeah. All right, do we just want, yeah, same order, I guess? I'll make mine really simple, because mine's really simple. Uh, so yeah. we all hit level nine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yes. I took my fourth level into druid, so I'm now a level five barbarian, level four druid. 
Um, so all that really nets me is an ability score improvement. I bumped my constitution up to 16. So that brings me to a, you a beefy 85 hit points. You a beefy boy. Um, and then all that really else gets me is because um, of Barbarian, my AC goes up because of unarmored defense. I got an extra an extra uh, level 2 druid spell slot. And my wild shape lasts for two hours now. Mm, oh, and I get right. and I get swim Very speed nice. creatures. So I can yeah, do, I can that's do creatures awesome. with I can wild shape into creatures with swim speeds. That's so fun. And I guess nice. since we're talking this, I am for mechanics' sake for you you people who enjoy that stuff. I'm a uh, totem warrior barbarian and a um, circle of moon druid as well. So yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That takes it over to me. I have taken my third level in cleric, making me a six fighter three cleric. So I get level two spells and proficiency bonus because total level nine. That's basically it. I am I rolled slightly poorly, so I'm only at ninety six hit points. I was trying to go for that <laughs> smooth I'm even triple digits. I really wanted to land right on a hundred. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I get that. It's really just that. I've got level two spells now. I've got more spell slots. I've got more hit points. All right. And proficiency. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. My silver scythe is now a plus 10 to hit. Damn. Mm. So that's fun. Leaves me and my plus seven great axe shots in the dust. It's all right. I can help you with that now. I've got level two spells. Yeah. What you got, Zach? So, uh, like I said, yeah, uh, level six uh, warlock. I just took my sixth um, level of warlock. Um, so that means patch feature. Um, oh, which, uh, right. Yes. So I get um, something called in my uh, entropic ward. Oh, that thing is super dope. Oh, which boy. is very dope. Once for short rest, when a creature makes an attack roll against me, I can use a, my reaction to impose disadvantage on that roll. And if it misses, my next attack roll against that creature has advantage. Sick. Nice. Ooh. Yes. Neat. So um, I can take a little bit of their dust they threw my way and throw it right back at them. Also got a new spell, which uh, I took Counterspell. Dope. Good. Good. good Very choice. good choice. Good choice. Figure we're dealing with some crazy magics might come in handy. Um, And I believe level nine is where we hit plus four proficiency yep. bonus. Yes. So, yeah. We all got yep. that big uh, plus four. Plus awesome. 11 in deception and performance. Guys. So. <laughs> the only thing I'm so good I'm at just, is jumping. I'm good at just lying to everyone. I'm not. A, I'm not a skill boy. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that, that's what Bard did for me. That's fair. It just it made yep. me a skill boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. awesome. So yeah, right. I, thanks guys for Excellent. if you're joining us for the first time. Buckle down for the ride. This is gonna be sweet. We're all really excited. So before we jump all the way in, uh, I do have one mechanic thing that I would like to touch on. Um, at the end of the last campaign, uh, I decided to write each of you individually a little little bonus fee, little little mechanical treat to you. Oh, nice! You're such yeah. a nice GM. I do what I can. So we'll go ahead and we'll start with Griffin again. Griffin, with your ardent study of druidry and discovering your family lineage, you have earned the feat Greenstone Hide. You have plus one AC to all of your wild shape forms. Nice. Nice. Ryan, for pledging yourself to Amorea Dejani, a lost and fallen god you have been you were named a dragon knight in the final episode so for that you gain the dragon knight's charge 
Once per short rest, you may dash as a bonus action. If this puts you in range of your foe and you haven't attacked this round, you can add an additional d6 to your first strike. Nice. To the damage or the attack? To the damage. Ooh. Yeah, you got to play. You got to play. No, 10. I just wanted to check. I just wanted to check. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. Zach, mm-hmm. uh, you have gained the favor from beyond in rediscovering your family connections to the deep. Your Eldritch Blast now does a D12 of damage. Oh, shit. Instead of a D10. Zach, you and I are D12 bros. Yo, that, those are some beefy Eldritch Blasts. Because I, I got that great axe. Oh fuck! I'm pumped. Um, Chase. Yes. The only um the wild shape forms I want you to brace for. Okay. In in their eventuality that they may come up now that I can mm-hmm. turn into swimming creatures that includes giant octopus and giant nice. toad. <laughs> good. Good to know. Good to know. Also, like a big uh, like like dino turtle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty lame, so. <laughs> Zephyr, Mordecai, Jackson. You three stand on the roof of the Amber Dome. Still and stagnant air fills the cave as a low thrum of voices and magic surrounds you. Light shines from the magically created sun, joined by the magic lights and candles spread over the city. Cramped quarters and tight roads create caverns of light and shadow, filled to bursting with people. The foe's sun shifts to morning, and the public lights of the city respond in kind, going from cool night lights to warm daytime ones. The effect is pleasant, if uncanny. Zephyr, over the past year you have found yourself living some of your best days. Though the confirmed loss of both of your parents was certainly disheartening, the reality of Erden has filled you with a renewed conviction. You have managed to reconnect with a few individuals you were able to smuggle out over the years and see the life they have built for themselves, living in freedom that was denied to them above. Mordecai, you have spent the last year in hard labor. While you recognize that the actions of you and your companions may have been for the greater good, in those last moments, your family paid a price. Mako's life weighs heavy on your mind every day as you go about your labor beneath the ground. Yep. Jackson. The strangest thing about all of this isn't the magic, but the concentration of it. Life has been lined with a patina of magic. The flagrancy of the power of Erden is beyond what you knew. The peak was when your liege, Amarea Dejani, enlisted a few artificers to create waiters for your establishment. The U-Boat Drinks. Uh... <laughs> Damn it. While the large, fluffy sea creature certainly did liven up the establishment, the casualty the, that people treated them with was unnerving. Also, they don't blink, and that bothers you way more than you thought it would. <laughs> the amount of staring contests that I've, lose, I've lost count of. And they don't even appreciate it, which is the worst. Amber Eye has gathered the three of you on the roof of his home, along with Master B, to take one last look at Erden before you leave. You'll be venturing through the caverns to reach the wilds, 
as you are not an official emissary of bulwark, traveling above ground and trying to cross the wall is not an ideal option for any of you. You are introduced to your guide, an amberforged, named Gamma. Hello then. You are all doing well today? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Good. Good. You are taking us there? Yes, we will be leaving whenever you are ready. Uh, The final preparations are being made to our uh, vessel uh, at the moment. Should be done within, uh, well, before early morning. Um, So, Chase, so we are leaving from the city of Eridan, yes? E-R-D-A-N, Erdan. Erdan. To the, the city of Lee, which is beyond the wall. I'll just do this in character. We will not be going directly to Lee. Lee is quite a bit always past the wall it proper. We have a uh, an exit point not too far from the wall, maybe about 10 miles or so, at which point uh, you will be transferred over to a guide that knows that area a little bit better. If I remember right, uh, Lee is one of their capitals. My father and I, like, we, we tried to get close once out in our our rangings but i mean that place is is watched there's you know patrols and eyes in the trees everywhere even even looking like we do and blending in it was hard to get close without raising any kind of suspicion how well do you know your way around there mordecai uh i was frankly more of a uh just like a rear scout i let father and uh, Kerut take the leads more often than not. I was watching sides, backs. I wasn't really a navigator. I was more there to kind of help. I was frankly there to help make our party look a little larger and a little less suspicious. Well, this is going to be a new experience for all of us. Yeah, I certain things may be familiar, but it wasn't really what I was focused on. Understood. Um, so Gamma, you say um, first thing well, in the morning. It is. Uh... The wagon should be done in just a few hours. It is morning now, as you can see. Lovely. All right. Um, oh, right. Yeah. All right, so we should gather our things and be ready to go. All, all right. right. Thank you. Ken, uh, we've uh, had dealings with the Amber Forge, I would assume, over the course of the year. Yes. Can you give us kind of a description of them? Um, and I'm particularly interested in how sentient they are uh and if they can think for themselves they are entirely sentient um they are of course robotic for lack of a better term uh they seem to be automatons yes automatons uh they are built out of wood and metal largely their eyes do glow with a uh, orangish yellow light what you can tell there is some kind of a hierarchy going on though there are a series of them uh, with names like Gamma and Epsilon, Alpha, Omega. These are all the uh, the prime movers, the bosses. These are the uh, the second hand bots to uh, Amber Eye himself. <laughs> gotcha. um, Do they live? Me... So yes. Gamma's Gamma's up there a little bit. Then do yes. they like live a normal life? Do they like all have their own jobs and stuff, or are they like the guards sort of? They are ex- they exclusively work for the city and for Amber Eye. There is not much need for a uh, terribly strong police force or military units just because from 
you know, for various reasons, you know, even though there are a handful of folks that are born and raised down here, most people come from a military background and are pretty good about policing themselves because they know without this city, things go very badly for them. Um, when people come down yeah. here, it is because it is their last resort. So you all have um probably about an hour or two before uh it it'd be a time for you to leave. So if you have any last minute preparations you'd like to do, things that you want to grab from your home, you didn't take much down here with you when you first got here. There wasn't a whole lot of time for packing, so you pretty much just had what was on your back. But if you uh, had acquired anything yeah, over the year that you'd like to hold on to, I want to pick up. I also want to leave word with Kara or Kella. That's my sister's name. I definitely remember the of names course. of all my siblings. Well, Don't worry. Uh, well, well, Kara's the yes. others. One of yeah, the Kara's other the youngest. Kella is my secret smuggler sister. Um, I need to go pick up some requisitions that are standard fare for rangers going beyond the wall. I didn't mean that to sound so Game of Thronesy, but here we are. Per my per my father's teachings in ranging beyond the wall and dealing with potentially rogue flora, uh, I need pitch and i need salt so i'm gonna go acquire that you are able to get both of those without any kind of issue they're both mundane things uh you are able to get three vials of pitch which can be used to uh increase damage increase fire damage or make sure fire mm. damage sticks around a little bit longer and then some salt and some salt yeah, more of more for earth. making sure if there's an active area of plants that are trying to grow and kill us, then I can s throw salt on them and they'll dehydrate. They'll, they'll wither. wither. Thank you. Yes. That's a much more um, effective word than I'm going to dehydrate some you, plants. Brother. Science. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a rad Saturday night. Yeah, Saphir's getting. He wants to pick up his his you know his bag, you know his, his the the mandolin. Um, I feel like over the year, Zephyr's um has sort of toned down his style a bit. Not quite as garish. Um, you know, not like velvet and shit. Like you know, he's still got kind of a nice looking suit, but it's just like a nice like muted. So we're like, talking gray, about going from ten to not, six, not thirteen to eleven. <laughs> yes that's a good way of putting it I mean unless he was kind of an 11 okay. and maybe turned down to a 7 oh man so that's a whew. you know it doesn't have fancy like chains dangling between the vest pockets like yeah. so when he when he needs to he can turn it up to 11 yes okay he's got that in his yeah. back pocket or via disguise yes. self it's in one one of his <laughs> back pockets in one of them yes or a breast pocket who knows yeah, now that I think about it, it's kind of gross, but, like, Zephyr's suit and, like, Rogar are, like, a very uh, similar nice color. So, like, I we're both, like, kind of matching. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's, like, it's just a yeah. muted yeah, gray. Yeah, but then it, my brain took it to the next like clay would uh, be. step and assumed it was a similar texture, too. Ooh. Oh, no. I go to say goodbye to my good friend Sorrow, the librarian. Um, so I'll do that. And then I would also, because I don't know how magic works beyond the wall. I don't know how any of this works. So I would 
uh, write one letter to Addie right be- like right before we left. Sure. Just in case magic doesn't work. Absolutely. Dear Addie. Well, we're finally doing it. Finally leaving Erden and going beyond the wall. But underground, I guess. Supposed to be quicker and quieter. I wonder what lives that far under. Maybe they've got secret cities, too? I don't know. I gotta admit, it's nice to be out and getting ready to do something again. It was nice to have the year to take stock and get used to things, but it can get kind of boring down here. Also the sun. I didn't know I could miss the sun. Amare has been steadily regaining power, and with that will come more influence, I guess. I never really liked guard duty before, but this is different. It's good to have purpose. I've been working on my magic, and the other day I figured out how to unpoison someone. I don't think Mordecai loved being the test subject, but it did take his mind off of his family for a bit. Zephyr's changed a bit too. He seems older, I guess, and wiser maybe. Well, it's time to get going. I don't know if the magic of these scrolls will work beyond the wall, but I hope so. Hopefully we can bring back peace. Or at least a ceasefire. The people need that. Stay safe. XOXO. Jackson. Um, I'm also going to, when I go back to pick up the rest of my gear, um, I think Mordecai in, um, one part as a way to wind down after days of hard labor, one part to stay at least spiritually connected to his family, and one part to keep his mind occupied away from Mako, has been doing some, like, the opposite of Zephyr and doing some wardrobe upgrades, Mordecai has these, like, sleeves of, like, leathered, like, almost scales, like fish scales. Um, a lot oh, more yeah, fur about. and a lot more um, kind of natural wood worked into the design of his clothing. Um, it's also, it'll help him blend in a little bit more out in the wilds. So, he's, mm-hmm. he's taken, sure enough, this sure last enough. year has been a very druidic year for him. Not a lot of fighting going on. Um, there's not a ton of druids that uh, live down here. There's a handful. Most of them actually continue mm-hmm. back to the other side of the wall. Uh, the ones that you have met down here uh, do actually practice uh, more oh, fungal yeah, druid absolutely. magics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faux yeah. show. That's me. I got I got some salt and some pitch and some some new some new duds. All right, we. Uh, um, so you all reconvene at um, the base of the tower, uh, what's um, of the Amber Dome, and there is the uh, the cart that is set to take you out there. Um, the cart it looks fairly stock standard. It's nothing that you haven't uh, you know seen before above. However, the unusual thing is the creature that is pulling it. Um, out of the corner of your eye, it would look just like a normal horse, uh, but on any kind of closer inspection, it seems to be built out of the similar materials as the Amber Forged. Huh. Robo-horse. Hell yeah. Oh god. 
can I, I, I approach it. <laughs> it, it, it does nothing. Is it like, I don't know how, what questions to ask. Is it a, Mordecai just kind of stands there trying to process this creature like, are you an animal? <laughs> I can't speak with animals. Hello? It does nothing. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is for the day. G- Gamma pipes up. It is less sentient than myself or my fellows. It is not the fastest mount. However, it is sturdy, it is strong, and it will get us to the other side in due time. Fair enough. <sighs> little, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Your disappointment has been noted. Thank you, Gamma. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do the too. wagon, I guess. <laughs> I just want to hang out with a horse again. Master B and Amareya Dejani climb in the, uh, the back of the wagon with you all. Um, they are loaded for bear individually. This is still much more new to Baylet than it is to the rest of you. Oh, You've I been bet. living down here for a year. He has maybe spent a total of three or four days this entire time down here. The Amber Forged freak him out, and he does not hide <laughs> that from any of you. Um, Amareya Dejani is never one for talking a lot. He mostly mm-hmm. sits in silence and watches things go by, observes, occasionally draws in a notebook that he keeps with him at all times that never seems to get full. Nice. And you all set off. Well, lads, another great adventure lies ahead. It can't be much worse than the last one, right? I would hope not. That was pretty rough, I'm not going to lie. I, I missed the last statement. I should, yes, I agree. <laughs> That'll do, pig. <laughs> Sorry, I was throwing the mandolin. I did. I go into a zone. Let's I... get going. Everybody has dark vision except for the dragonborns. Is that correct? Yeah, but um, Rogar okay. has dark vision, and I can tap into okay. his feed. Um, because it does get incredibly dark incredibly quickly. As soon as you leave the uh, Technicolor Caverns of Erden, you are plunged into darkness a single light on the wagon chimes on just as you get into the true darkness of it but after a while gamma requests that uh, he actually turn it off so that you can uh travel in uh, a-, a little bit more low-key this is not the safest part of the journey but it is certainly safer than if you were to be going through the deserts above yeah, I was going to ask, are we expecting trouble? At some point, it is possible, if not likely. Um, okay. We are going to do our best to keep moving at all times. One of the benefits to using the uh, Amber Steed is that it does not need to rest. Nice. We can stay mounted, and as long as you all sleep on the wagon, we can continue unabated. All right. Um, I will... Lean over to Master B then, and I'm going to cast Dark Vision on him. Okay. Which lasts for eight hours. Very good. That should be nice. And if we get into dire straits where we need to be trying to get around something, I can pre- I can maybe help with that too. I've been looking into some new some new uh, druid craft. So. Very good. 
Yeah, Rogar like plops on top of Zephyr's head and just yes. kind of sprawls out flat <laughs> and, and and goes nice. night vision and uh so I just tap into his <laughs> eyes on top of my head. Um and I'm uh, you put the mandolin away if stealth is the the mm-hmm. main uh goal here. Um I pull out a tiny strip of cloth, uh a three actually, three strips of cloth and I uh, chant some words that I've uh, committed to memory and tie it around Zephyr's arm, Master B's arm, and Mordecai's arm, and I cast Aid. So the three Ooh. of you all get, oh. well, the two of you and him, uh, get five extra maximum hit points. Not temp, maximum. Nice. And that will last us mm-hmm. for eight hours. Nice. I will say that you all do that every day while you are traveling because this is going to be a multi-day adventure um, just for the sake of simplicity. The journey is long and dull. Gamma and the Amber Steed are entirely focused to their task, so they are not much for conversation. As I said, Amare Dejani does not speak much. He has tidied himself up a little bit over the course of the last year. That scraggly beard that he used to have has been trimmed up into something a little neater, a little cleaner. Not quite long enough to braid, but long enough to exist. His hair has been cleaned and tied back into a fine ponytail. Um, He typically does not walk around with his scales showing, but (laughs) as he has gathered his strength uh, in rare moments where you see him in private, he has started to look more and more draconic. And as I said, Master B has uh, spent much of his time above ground uh, in uh, the moments where uh, it is, uh, Gamma says that it is safer to talk than others. Uh, He fills you in on the comings and goings of the city. The city, and truly all the cities of the Kindlelands, have changed fairly dramatically. Yeah, I bet. The decimation, as it is now called, for about a tenth about a tenth of the city of Bulwark perished. Oh, whoa. Decimation. People have taken to cherishing life a little bit more. They've banded together, but in so doing, they have been looking for a new enemy. Nobody knows what you did. Nobody knows exactly what happened outside of higher government authority. It is the most privileged of information. Yikes. Oh, God. Some people have taken to blaming warlocks again, though with the freedom of the patrons, they are much more able to defend themselves than they were. Uh, so if you had if you had to guess, Master B, how many people actually know it was us slash Amarea? Well, I would say probably high twenties. Mordecai's family does account for a lot of that number. That's fair. That's fair. But there's the council. I believe one or two of the sorceress families are aware as well. Okay. You know, I'm not really sure what's worse. The fact that nobody knows or if everyone knew. I'm not sure what difference that would make, but it's it's bizarre. Enough people would want your head that you would never be able to return. That's fair, but I just... This this feeling is weird that this monumental thing happened and only 
under 30 people know the truth of the matter. It feels like we're kind of continuing the cycle a little bit. Has there been any perceived backlash or talk of um, what Amare's reappearance means for Graynor, for those in power, for those who, well, were in power? Well, Graynor is, as far as we can tell, quite dead. He's gone. Yeah. And uh, along with most of those that served directly beneath him, I only survived because I was down there with you. Your mother only survived because she was in her home at the time. She was trying to look into stuff for Zavia after he sent that message to her. Yeah. <sighs> the weight of that just kind of hits Mordecai real quick. <laughs> Indeed, we did lose many of our fellow counselors. Many counselors died in that. We had to rebuild quite a bit, and that has, frankly, uh, shed a little bit of suspicion on myself and Leia. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of people died in the decimation, but a lot of people also gained quite a bit of influence. Right place, right time. Your mother was right not to leave. She has been able to leverage it and make Bulwark a better place for it, but there will always be those who will look at her as side-eye. Not only is she a woman shifter who has gained herself power, but she did it in a time that was... It ushered in a sea change. Magic is much more prevalent above than you remember. Hmm. Particularly in the cleanup efforts, uh, those that uh, once were considered to be outcasts quickly became integral into making everything whole again yeah she's one of the smartest people i know Mm. uh gm real quick do i know the status of my dad what he's been up to you met up with him at mako's funeral Mm -hmm. he let you know that he was uh, still working on the wall because his uh theories turned out to be true he was uh only given a slap on the wrist for stealing a patron and running away (laughs) <laughs> fair okay just wanted to check have the patrons been seen found I don't know what the right words are obviously Amare is right there but the rest of them do they mm. have there been sightings I mean they have their own realms but they're free now mm. and I mean you two still have your, your powers it's true my powers from the seer have changed a bit sharpened a bit Hmm. every so often i have been given over to very slightly prophetic dreams rare though they may be and never important never anything i actually need to know about and never anything i could actually change sure just like up there out of your favorite bread at the market kind of thing exactly and never even enough information for me to not go to the market that day because that could be tomorrow (laughs) sure it's happened i've tried um, <laughs> and I know the deep has uh, flourished and those who worship under it are more prone to visions of fantastic landscapes hmm. yes I am <clears throat> um, I haven't told you about this yet um, we've just yeah. all been so busy uh, what happened um, I saw my father no shit Saphir. Yeah, it was um 
Apparently those that serve the deep, uh, she sort of hangs on to. That makes sense. Um, That's incredible. Ghost dad. Ghost dad. Okay. More like different plane dad. <laughs> Transplaner dad. <laughs> Ghost dad does have a better ring. I like yeah, transplaner, cool. but that's just Can you me. Can um, to just talk to him when you want to now then? No, it um it was a particularly rough day, um and I just went to sleep and I woke up and there he wow. was. Well there she was and then he there he was. Huh. That's really great, Zafir. Hmm. Yeah, it's um my mother made it here, um she died a few years later from some sort of plague, but um, my father never made it out of the peninsula. Whew. So, at least one of them made well, it. Uh, I guess we avenged so. them. In a way, yes. I'm very happy for you, Saphir. That's a good bit of good news. Thank you. Yeah. As for the other patrons, um, uh, Sightings of Gaia have been few, but extant. She's been seen along the wall, trying to encourage growth. And she's been seen back in Plains Watch, where she seems to still prefer to be. The powers of her followers still continue to flourish. And Plains Watch itself grows strong. Good. Good to hear. Those that have followed the forebearer, they have seen their power change. It used to be fairly straightforward, but ever since you've awoken, Amorea Dejani, things have been a little more chaotic, fiery, and he nods. Yes, that that does make sense to me. This He's is, a dragon. Is. Amorea, do you hear these people talking to you? I um. feel them more than I hear them. If that makes sense. No, sure. I can understand. This is uh, <laughs> requests for my power. It is it is strange because I, they seem to have more access to my power than I do. Oh. It hmm. has been a year, but I am I am still, I still struggle with uh, what I with my own abilities. That being said, should something happen, I am I am far from helpless. I will be able to lend a hand where need be. And he uh, pats at his side, and uh, there is a shield and a dirk there. All right. Yeah. Can you describe me what a dirk is? I'm not so, actually sure. It's like a like longer than a dagger, shorter than a short sword. Oh, like yeah. what? Like someone would use like with like a rapier sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not a dirk. Yeah, yeah, rapier yeah like and, a parrying dagger. Rapier and mongoosh. Yes. Yeah, it's got a. It, it's a little bit thicker gotcha. than yeah. a parrying dagger. Cool, but yeah. It's a good um, stab em is what it is. A it's good a great stab 10 out of 10 stab em. Would stab him again. <laughs> um, <coughs> Mordecai conjures just a little tiny produced flame in his hand and asks, no word from the Wanderer, I'm guessing? The Wanderer has been utterly silent. Yeah, that tracks. While his people have not lost powers, they are more bereft than ever from his guidance. Hmm. The general... Seems to still be present. And I should have flamed a frostbite. I am not given to his comings and goings, but from what I understand, he has taken a speaker, which has not happened in quite a while. Oh. And 
uh, they are working with General Coppersot along the wall. Oh. He does not trust the peace that has fallen. I was wondering, I was about that, to ask how he would feel about this. Yeah. No, that, out of all of the he things tracks. you've said yeah. so far, that's the one that I could have guessed, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, General. I, so, I, <sighs> it's hard to, it's weird to talk about, because it's not really, it's still home for us, but we kind of fucked it up real, real, real bad. But oh, most definitely. Is is it even called Grey North Peninsula anymore? Are we going to have a new king? Are you going to have a new king? I mean, the council's in power right now, right? As of now, Grey North Council maintains uh, the peace of Bulwark. The other cities, as they were not quite as affected, uh, have continued to self-govern, though. Uh, News from the wall is uh, hotly recorded every day and taken to the various cities and sent out magically and whatnot. The grip that the crown had on the peninsula has faded. So who are we negotiating on behalf of? Just us. I mean, the people of the peninsula and a better future and yes, yes, all of that, yes, but... Actually, you are going to be largely here... Uh, speaking on behalf of Amareya Dijani. And uh, the former god kind of shifts his feet a little bit, <laughs> just kind of awkwardly. Um, mm -hmm. So if only uh, under 30 people in the capital know it was us who did this, mm -hmm. how did the people over the wall know? They don't know it was you specifically, but they know something happened to Amareya Dijani. Somehow they were tapped into him. Hmm. I, that's kind of what my guess was, because he said that, Amareya, you said that you had people who worshipped you and followed you, and uh, this was mm -hmm. before a time before the wall, a time before the war, and I mean, I'm not the... This is just a, an educated guess, but this is what may have started the war, was the patrons getting locked up something like this happening to people and entities like you Amareya. how long has the wall been there the wall's been complete for about 60 years okay there was 10 years of skirmishing after the fact but eventually they were able to move it all over and now it took a long time to build it's a for long sure. fucking wall and it's a tall fucking wall <laughs> Are the, the logistics are, are a bit confusing here. Are, is there going to be anyone from the from Graynor there, or is it would it just be us? There will be others there. You are here largely to speak on behalf of Amareya Dejani and his interests. I know for a fact that they are in hot debates back above in the uh, uh, in the council chambers on who will represent Graynor's peninsula. I would be surprised if uh, there were not some sort of representation from uh, Amber Eye himself as well. Understood. So if this situation were X-Men, mm -hmm. then Amorea would be Apocalypse and we'd be his four horsemen? <laughs> <laughs> we're his heralds, pretty much? 
that sort makes of us the bad guys, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like not... depending on who you ask, we are the bad guys. Yeah, so. I mean, we yeah. are the bad guys so, now. I mean, we did kill my brother. <laughs> to my family, we lo- might be the bad guys, and a lot of other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, defo. Sizable body count at this point. We're not the best guys. No, you're also not the worst. So, a happy probably, middle, which I'll take, frankly. We're the impartial third party. Yeah. And we do happen to be speaking on behalf of a god. It doesn't, it does not sit well with me, uh, what happened at all. Yeah, no, I'm not the biggest fan. I think it was as important. As long as these negotiations go through well, I, I won't be able to fix it, but I'll be able to make it right. What... Do you you want to get out of this, Amorea? If anybody still has has the secrets to how I can regain my powers, from my talkings with Amber, I it is going to be the people of Lee. Understood. So you're gonna you're gonna talk to them, and we're gonna go steal those. I would actually like it if you could all help me talk to them, and if it comes to it, yes, we we steal that back. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, but only as a last-case scenario. I don't want to do that. I want to be on good terms with these folks. I'm going to throw this out here. As in the, the grand scheme of our your joint histories here, the career criminal yes. is saying flat out, I really would like to not steal anything. Who are you and what have you done with Zephyr? Are you okay? I check your temperature. We blew up one city in one country. I don't want to make other country. We are currently sandwiched between. (laughs) Peace at us. That shows a great deal of foresight. You've changed. Is that a bad thing? I'm just saying, like... (laughs) I know my voice has become a little less hoarse, but God. (laughs) No, I understand. Those voices are very hard to maintain throughout the course of, like, a two to four hour recording session. Can we talk... (laughs) Yeah, no, let's see. OG Zephyr was here the whole time. Hey, everybody. (laughs) No, I like the lighter Zephyr. Here we Mm -hmm. are. Um, (laughs) Z-Light. Z-Light. No, I'm, I'm with you there, bud. Um... I, we are getting decent at this whole statesman on one side and fucking uh, kingslayers on the other. I mean, up until that moment in the the forebearer ritual room, I mean, things were sketchy, but we were playing that side, and now look what happened. So we want to get Amorea's powers back. So this is a diplomatic situation where we just kind of go and make sure hey maybe everybody doesn't want to kill everybody anymore but there's still our own country on one side of the wall and a separate country on the other side of the wall this isn't a tear down the wall mr gorbachev scenario where we are all going to be one big happy family in a couple of months here i don't think so i mean there's too much bad blood for that yeah you can't just erase years of of turmoil. I mean, I, we're gonna be we're gonna be walking into the capital city of the people who, as far as we know, orchestrated C thirty four. 
Like, the lords of the forest are to them as the patrons are to us. And maybe we're talking about extremists who are leading all of that. It's still kind of foggy. But I'm sure we'll find some civil folk and we'll find some charismatic leaders. But I'm just, I think we need to be on our guard. At all times. Get what we need. Get what we want if we can. And... Get out unscathed. So peace and Amorea's powers and leaving with our lives. Hell, I'll take a ceasefire even. Yeah, Amorea, I will do everything I can to help you. But if it comes to the point where you want to try and steal these from these people, I'm not going to help you. That is the line of the sand I'm drawing. I'm not going to risk igniting another war here. Hmm. I need you to understand that. And he takes a moment. And I roll a dice. Oh. We do that? What? Yeah, an hour and ten minutes in. There we go. All right, there we go. First, First dice roll, dice roll of the campaign. campaign two. Woo. Please tell me it's a nat one. It is not a nat one. Okay. But it's good for you. I understand this. <sighs> um, here's hoping here's hoping it will not come to that. Is that where we get there? There are the... many routes between here and there. Is that where we get the telltale Amorea Dejani will remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I stand right now. Honestly. Now that we're kind of all talking this out. I mean... I'm Mordecai Greenstone. I've got lineage there. And I've at this point, I've lost a brother to both sides. Mako would still be alive if the forebearer was never chained up in the first place. If Amorea was never chained up in the first place. Kerut would still be alive if the lords of the forest never attacked the wall. I, I'm, I'm neutral on both parties right now. I don't know where I stand. We can only play that game so much though, Mordecai. Because if, if they, if Amorea had never been chained up, you would have never been on this side of the wall and we all would have never met. Yeah, that's fair. We can play what if till the cows come home. I guess my point is is same as always, I'm here for you guys. I'm I'm sticking with you. I can count on that and I can rely on that, so that's what we'll do. Beautiful. We do feel like the third parties in all this. Yeah, weirdly enough. <laughs> Are we there yet? Gamma? Not quite. Okay. And the wagon trundles on. You don't know how long you travel. It was hard enough to keep track of time in Erden, let alone out here where there is no light to cycle through. You do sleep a couple of times. Again, it's hard to tell how long you sleep, uh, but mostly you all end up being awake right around the same time. It is in one of these moments where Gamma raises a hand and the wagon stops. I want everybody to make me perception checks. Oh boy. Here we go. Our first rolls. Roll dice. Actual party roll. What is happening? That is a 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, 17. Mm -hmm. 19. Okay. Uh, You all hear what Gamma heard. And it is a... on the other side of a what appears to be a stone wall. Is it um, like footsteps? Is it like a drum? Is it It's like carving. 
Oh. And Gamma says, prepare for an attack. And as soon as he says oh. it, something busts through the wall. Oh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. I would like everybody to roll me initiative. Ah, shit. It's happening. It's go. really happening. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash anotherpathpodcast. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash anotherpath, a special thanks to our donor, Nathan N., or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. Also, be sure to check out our sister show, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop over at PetShopCast.com You can also find me on Twitter at TQLoudly Ryan at Ryan underscore Albrecht Griffin at Griffcold and Zach at that guy Zach Rob. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode and until then, remember that it's almost always a good idea to trust the sentient robots. Robots